Easter season continues to roll out, this being the fourth Sunday of Easter, sort of in the middle of, of this season of proclamation. Images of glory abound in the readings. And together they proclaim that Jesus is Lord of life and of death. His dying and rising was to that first generation an explosion of meaning, like a spiritual cosmic big bang. And it reverberates among the first followers of Jesus as they grow in understanding the meaning of his life and death as they begin to live into it. You, you heard the, the three readings today. Uh, Walter read from the Acts of the Apostles what Peter did when he was called to the seaport Joppa to minister to the beloved disciple Tabitha. Free now of regret and fear, Peter begins to do the works that his Lord did here, raising Tabitha back into life. And then the, the second reading that Harriet read so beautifully, a new universal faith begins to come into view in the reading from Revelation, written by the Palestinian Jewish seer John from exile on the Greek island of Patmos. He offers an immensely consoling vision. He envisions that great multitude that no one can count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples, all languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They cry, glory, glory. And the reading turns to the compassion at the heart, even of this splendid, glorious vision. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life, and will wipe every tear from their eyes. And then in, in a dramatic scene set by the evangelist John in the gospel, from his post resurrection viewpoint, we see Jesus in a sharp dispute with his fellow Jews who rejected his claim that he was doing God's work. He responds by identifying with the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, he tells them. I know them. They follow me. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me in them is greater than all, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand, and the Father and I are one. Here, too, we witness the emergence of a new thing, the emergence of the Jesus movement, Christianity, out of its mother, Judaism. Here, is the birth of a new world religion. At the core of this religion is divine compassion for each and every one and all. So the ancient faith 
in light of the resurrection, is bursting its boundaries, opening to all people in all directions. The emergence of a universal, and another word for universal, you remember, is Catholic Church. It is the church without boundaries that we affirm and aspire to when we recite the creed. So these are stupendous developments with immense and far-reaching consequences. So big, I'm going to tell you, I will not lie, that looking into their meaning for an extended period of time can seem like looking directly into the sun. Looking directly into the sun. It's on the scale that writer Annie Dillard used, only half kidding, when she described how it would be for us if in church, Sunday by Sunday, we felt the full power of the word of God. She says, it is madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares, and they should lash us to the pews. That's the energy. And, oh, Lord, the sea is big, and this preacher's boat is so small. So, hey, today is Mother's Day, and spring has finally arrived. All the leaves on the trees finally unfolded, and the lilacs bloomed this week dispersing their dizzying spring at last perfume into the air. Alleluia. So, in honor of these nearer, if comparatively mundane wonders, I propose that having gazed at the glory upon glory of the Eastertide scriptures, we turn our attention together to the beautiful, brief, lyric poem that is the lectionary's gift to us this morning. Psalm 23. This iconic hymn of grateful trust. Just six lines. Maybe when all is said and done, it can serve as the key to the meaning at the heart of it all. For God knows there is so much suffering in the world. Suffering, too, in our own lives. That tender compassion may be the message that we need the most. Jesus would have learned this psalm in Hebrew as a boy in the synagogue. Perhaps his mother recited it to him in their home. He certainly would have known it by heart. And knowing it, as he grew to manhood, he embodied it. Remember how he was a good shepherd. In his presence, there was always enough food and drink for everyone. At his table, there never were any outcasts or unwelcome guests. He was a healer of diseased bodies and minds. He restored people to the circle of community. He loved and forgave and blessed. He was God's loving presence in the world. 
So I offer the 23rd Psalm as a kind of Mother's Day bouquet to all of us. I invite you to allow its meaning in your life to wash over you as I read it in the King James Version. I invite you to soak in its profound trust in the ultimate goodness of the universe. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.